Welcome to the Choose Life Radio Network. Your host is Jill Taylor. Every week we bring you a candid conversation with someone who's making a difference for the cause of life. And now here's Jill to introduce today's guest on Choose Life Radio. What were you doing 20 years ago, September 11th, 2001? Our guest today has a very clear recollection of what he and his wife were doing, but they didn't know the sacrifice their son made until later. Welcome to Choose Life Radio. I'm Jill Taylor, your host, and this is the end of a month that we have dedicated to the events of 9-11 20 years ago so that no one, no one will forget the lives sacrificed on that day. So our guest today is going to share with us what happened on 9-11 that really impacted their family. Welcome, David Beamer. We're so glad to have you here, the father of Todd Beamer. Jill, it's good to be with you. At what point were you aware that Todd was on the plane? Can you share a little bit about what you were doing, even finding out about 9-11, what was happening to the towers? And then how did it come to you that Todd was on that plane? I was still working in those days, and I happened to be working in California that day. I was in an off-site meeting, uh, and we... We really didn't know what was going on that day. I might have been you know, one of the few people in the country that was not fixed to a television screen that entire day because we were rather important and, and frankly, uh, not public meeting off-site regarding the potential sale of our public company to another much larger public company. So it was, a, as you know, one of those quiet meetings. And so was not really aware of what was going on and clearly had no idea that uh, Todd was on that airplane. In fact, we we thought that Todd and Lisa were still in Italy. They returned from Italy, which was a, a sales incentive award trip that Todd had earned. And so he and Lisa had been having a wonderful time in Europe in the days preceding. We didn't know that they were coming back on the 10th, um, but they did. And Todd got up early that morning to uh, to go to work in uh, that particular day in California. Flight 93 was headed from Newark, New Jersey to San Francisco. Todd worked for Oracle Corporation. He had an important meeting on the West Coast. That was his plan for the day. He planned to go home that evening on a red-eye flight, turning back around to, frankly, have breakfast with Lisa and the two little boys on September the 12th. So I didn't know Todd was in the country, didn't know Todd was on that airplane, and didn't know what really happened until that afternoon. That's when I found out what had really occurred. Were you able to share the information when you found out so that other believers could be praying for you and for the children and his wife, Lisa? I was not sharing on that day, no. Peggy was in Potomac, Maryland that day, so she and I were from sea to shining sea almost apart that day. So that's that's what I was doing with some business associates um, who drove me back to the hotel where I was where I was staying, and some of them were around with me for the balance of that evening. And you know, of course, Peggy and I had communication, but that was that day. Tell us a little bit about Todd. 
I'm thinking you were surprised by his determination to get everyone on the same page. I don't want to go there yet on the fl- on the flight, but I would love to know, growing up, tell me about being his father and about that kid that grew up to be such an incredible man. Well, um, no, <laughs> no one's perfect, not since Jesus Christ, and uh, Todd was not a, a perfect son, but he was an ideal son. He was a great kid, a great young man. We had many, many, many memories together with his, his school activity, his sports, which we was, he was always you know, involved in, whether it's you know, soccer, baseball, basketball. And he was a great kid. He, along with, you know, in many respects, you know, 39 other ordinary folks you know, on that plane that day, they did some special things. But he was a... He was a good kid and a, and a great brother. He had a big sister and a little sister. And one remarkable uh, incident, when Todd was in the fifth grade, his teacher asked all the students in his fifth grade class, to, hey, you know, just she hadn't, she hadn't laid out her seating chart for that school year. It was, you know, in the first days of school that, that year. So she asked every kid in the class, hey, just you, you tell me, you put down on a piece of paper and just hand it to me, who you'd like to sit next to in class. Every kid in the class said they wanted to sit next to Todd. He was a likable guy. He obviously wasn't a bully, right? So, mm-hmm. so I'll just never forget that, that, that little story. That's sweet. You know, David, I don't know if you're aware of this, but I taught 18 years of school in California and I would never have asked that question of the students because they would they'd put themselves right next to the person that was going to get them in trouble. But you know, I'm sure that wasn't the case. <laughs> not 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 that we know of. Not no. That we know of. Todd had a great sense of humor. He cared about other people. He really did, and he was an excellent listener. He took time. He took time. Tell me a little bit about his relationship with his wife and his kids. Well. Um, his great husband, I think Lisa would attest to that, and a great dad from every observation that I had. He just didn't have the opportunity to be a great dad for long enough. I remember him playing with his little boys when they were, you know, three and a half and one and a half. I remember him being in the backyard playing catch, you know, step and throw, step and throw. That's how you do it, you know, step and throw. And, of course, his, his daughter, Morgan, she, you know, she didn't come along until January of 2002. So right. He never got the hold of her. No, except I know he was excited about her in the womb. There's no doubt about it, that he, he was well aware he was going to have a special, another special child. And Lisa, how's she doing now? Lisa and the call three kids, now grown up pretty much, they're doing fine. They're doing just A-OK fine. And Lisa, of course, has done a, a wonderful job as a single mom raising those kids, instilling the same kind of faith-based values in them as she and Todd have. She's done a great job. And Lisa did a, a really great job in bringing hope and assurance and strength to America in the days and weeks and months and years after 9-11 with the way that she 
conducted herself and the way that she spoke and her testimony. Couldn't have asked for more from a daughter-in-law. And that's, that's such a tribute, not only to her, but to, again, your son for choosing a woman who could be strong and move forward and take care of those kids and um, love you guys and stay there for you as well. David, how has this impacted your faith? Sometimes people go through something like this and they're, they're just furious with God. Uh, and I, you know, I understand that, but, but God knows we're in a, in a sinful world. At this point, we are not in heaven. We are not in that perfect world that we are promised when we get to heaven. Tell me how this impacted your faith. No, we are, we are, we are blessed because we have dual citizenship. One's eternal and one's temporary. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> and the, in, in terms of our faith, it's, uh, it remains you know, unshaken. In our faith, we have, we have assurance. We have comfort. We have those days to look forward to. The world is a fallen place. Evil abounds. Our enemies, those that attacked us on... September 11th, and the same enemies who attacked us multiple times before September 11th, and indeed the same enemy as we've most recently witnessed, namely in the last few days, you know, they've not surrendered. They have their same objective, and they uh, keep doing all they can to create harm for us and to eventually have all of the world submit to their to their point of view. And so our strength is, is, comes from our faith, and it's certainly not been diminished. We've just had, frankly, more opportunities to share with other folks that faith really matters, because none of us are getting out of this alive. <laughs> but, That's uh, right. We're talking with David Beamer, the father of Todd Beamer, and we're talking about uh, the event that happened 20 years ago now, which was 9-11. We call it 9-11, and that's because those of you who were old enough to remember it, as I am, (laughs) we just had our world turned upside down. I do remember being at the pregnancy center where I worked at that time, we had no television, we heard a radio announcement, and we ran to the next-door neighbor, and and they opened the doors and let us come in and watch the television with them. But it was, it was painful. It was painful for me to watch on television, and I remember it strongly. And I just think almost, I would imagine all of our listeners can go back to that pain, go back to that source of the hurt that this nation endured at that time. And again, we're talking with David Beamer. We're going to come right back after a short break. Don't go anywhere. We're at Choose Life Radio, and we'll be right back. During September, Choose Life Radio is commemorating the 20th anniversary of 9-11 with a series of special guests. We hope you find these conversations both informative and inspiring. Remember, you can always revisit an interview or share a program with a friend by stopping by the podcast section of chooseliferadio.com. While you're there, consider partnering with us as we take a stand for God's precious gift of life. You can make a secure, tax-deductible gift to Choose Life Radio online. If you prefer to reach us by mail, our address is posted at chooseliferadio.com. 
Also, Jill would like for this to be a two-way conversation. If you have a story to share, a comment, a suggestion, a question, you can reach Jill directly at chooseliferadio.com. Would love to hear from you, would be blessed to pray with you, and are ready to help you take a stand for life. So connect with us today at chooseliferadio.com. Welcome back to Choose Life Radio. I'm Jill Taylor, your host. Our guest today is David Beamer, the father of Todd Beamer. And we are hearing his rendition of what he believes took place for his son. And there's no one who knows his son better than David, his father. I'm glad to have you back, David, and I'm very anxious to hear about some of the events that took place there and how, how they impacted you. Well, on the you know on that day, and we all know the horrible circumstance and the fact that United Flight 93, you know, was one of the now guided missiles taken over by the by the enemy. And even though the enemy had been planning this attack for years, they had a, a coordinated plan, which was for four airplanes to reach their targets at about the same time. They decided. Because they, you know, they just hate our value system, our way of life, our governing, our military. So they had decided, we'll attack America. We'll hit them in these key spots, the center of their commerce, those World Trade Center buildings in New York City, center of our commerce, the Pentagon, seat and heartbeat of our military strategic planning. I believe this, our nation's capital, the end of the mall in D.C., part of our representative government, which was, of course, as every day, hundreds and thousands of people in that area, so they could certainly impact our seat of legislature and inflict as much collateral damage and kill as many Americans as possible. That was their, that was their plan. It was well thought out. But one of the blessings of that morning that disrupted the plan from the get-go was United Flight 93 took off late. And because it had taken off late, another, the other blessing is with technology, passengers and crew on board Flight 93 with cellular telephone information, talking with loved ones, understood planes had crashed into the World Trade Center, which caused them to believe, rightfully, that the hijackers on Flight 93 are lying to us. They say we're going back to Newark. Their demands are going to be met. Well... Nope, I don't think we're going back to Newark. They rightfully concluded we were guided missile number or whatever. And so the blessing was they had the opportunity to consider alternatives, options, to take a vote and decide, hey, we're going to we're gonna do something. So the blessing was they had the opportunity and the blessing was they did something and the blessing was it was a successful counterattack, the first in our homeland in this war, and that counterattack was successful. Flight 93 did not get the Washington, D.C., as I believe it was its intended target, but rather it crashed in that quiet meadow outside of Shanksville, Pennsylvania, and no one on the ground was hurt. The other major blessing for the Beamer clan that day is that Todd was able to have that telephone conversation with Lisa Jefferson, GTE telephone operator who happened to be in Chicago, which I refer to Lisa now as 
an independent ear witness to let all of us, all of America, all the world know, have some insight as to what was really going on and what the passengers were getting ready to do. And, of course, to recount Todd's last words, which were, are you guys ready? Let's roll. And so that call to action was to clearly do the right thing, fight back, and to do it at the right time. Because if they had not taken that action, the plane would have reached its target in about another 20 minutes. Not far from the skies over Pennsylvania to Washington, D.C., when you're rolling along at 500 miles an hour. And, of course, the biggest blessing uh, for us, the family of Todd, is that Todd was a Christian on September the 10th. He had a had his day planned. I'm sure he, in, in his day timer, he knew the time his meeting started. He knew the details of the red-eye flight he was planning to take back to Newark that night. He did not have in his day timer, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to meet God Almighty at about 10 o'clock this morning. That wasn't his plan, but he was, he was ready for it. We all have an opportunity to get ready for that day because we're all going to have one. And the only way that that turns out to be a good day is if we have accepted what God has given us, namely the gift of his son, to enable us to claim that other citizenship, the eternal one in heaven. And I, I would just amen that and amen. I want our listener to understand even though we take our kids to church, even though we uh, put them in a Sunday school class, it's really heavy on our hearts that we com- communicate to them how much God loves them, the plan he has for them, and that we live in a fallen world. And those things go together. At this point, we need to uh, make sure our kids are educated about the safety of who God is. It's okay if I die. It's okay if something happens and we have an accident. I think that's important for little children who make mistakes and ride their bike out and get hit, as well as adults who go down with a plane to save the lives of others, as well as just growing old and knowing that God's got a space for us when we get there. That's right. That's right. How has your precious wife, Peggy, dealt with this? It's, it's different to be a mom and lose your son. There's something so connected between moms and their kids. How did she handle that? Well, frankly, in the, only way, the only way that any of us can handle it, and it is, of course, she too is a woman of faith, as the same fundamental belief system and the same assurances that, you know, we know that that Todd was a Christian in those days, and we know where his soul is. And that's that's what's enabled both of us and, you know, the rest of the Beamer clan, because happily, the Beamer clan is, is a Christian clan. That's what's enabled all of us, including his mom, to thrive the worst day of our lives here on the on the planet. Certainly, I hope that's the worst day of our lives. I hope we don't have a worse one coming. But no, I, I don't want that to happen to you. Right, that's right. for sure. So that's, that's how we've coped, if you will, with the, with the situation. David, just a couple of weeks ago, we had a great interview with Sharon Dietrich of the Halo Foundation. 
Tell me a little bit about how the HALO Foundation is connected to you. The HALO Foundation and Sharon Dietrich, for me, will always be the head of the class at uh, the HALO Foundation. Their work over the years to help people and to educate young people and to have them remember and understand what happened that day and to to use those opportunities for education and mentoring and really development of young people as, as they are growing up. What the foundation has done has been some really, really good work. Sharon calls them student leaders, and that's what they are for the time when they're involved with, with Sharon and her mentoring. And indeed, she has many examples that they've grown up, and they're no longer students, but they sure are leaders. What the foundation does is just really good work. It fits the category when I when I, I share with people when they hear those you know those two words you know let's roll. And that was a call to action to do the right thing at the right time. And what the Halo Foundation does embodies that kind of spirit. So they're doing they're doing the right things at the right time, which is every day. Yes, she is a, a powerhouse, and I just want our listener to know we do have an interview that we were able to have with Sharon Dietrich. I'd love it if you'd go to chooseliferadio.com and listen to that interview, as well as catch this one again. Listen again to the deep, sincere trust in God that this man is sharing with us to also not just lose a child that is a father of other children, your grandchildren, but to have had the trust in God to raise that boy to be someone who could handle what he handled. David, we're just so blessed for what your son Todd did. Uh, you know, and I'm also very, very grateful that you and your wife are working with the Halo organization because, you know, we, we need the kids in schools to learn about this. Oftentimes, this is the first time that they've heard the story, the truth of what took place. It's important, to, you know, for I think a lot of your listeners who are, you know, parents and, and grandparents and teachers, Todd had those kind of people in his life that were positive influence in helping him become the man, the husband, the father that he was. So we all have various roles to play in the development of young people, and we need to play those roles well. And I think the fact that we are getting to hear this across our nation, this is a powerful message for all of us. Regardless of what state we're in, we are so aware of the gift that you've given us today talking about just courage and uh, and resolve, courage and resolve, and then let's roll. David, as you look at the story you shared and how important it was that your son felt confident in who he was and in Christ, how would you recommend that fathers stay involved and help their kids growing up to become the kind of person that Todd was? Our responsibility that all of us have with children is a great responsibility. And I, hey, I, I struggle with this from time to time. It comes down to priorities and schedules and the balancing act between work, family, 
faith and kids need to have a prominent place in that list on everyone's to-do list. What is really going on and where am I as a father when these things are, are happening? We all need to make a conscious effort to make sure that our kids, training them, showing them the right kind of examples, is not something that gets short shrift. There's no substitute for showing up, right? That's right. Well, I thank you so much, dear listener, for joining us today. And David Beamer, thank you for your testimony of life and how to handle the the really tough things that take place. Well, Jill, thank you. It's an opportunity to hopefully encourage people and stimulate to do some of what I believe are the right kinds of things. Thank you for joining us today. I just want to be sure that you know all four interviews that we've done on this topic of 9-11 can be found at chooseliferadio.com. If you go there, you'll be able to find the podcasts that relate to this, as well as some other incredible interviews that we've been blessed to have with people who are making life decisions. I want to share a few thoughts with you before we leave today. I want to tell you how important I believe life is. From the womb to the tomb, I believe that it is important that we are understanding the importance of helping women make choices for life, the importance of hearing stories where life is cut short. I would just ask you, consider consider being a part of this so that we can let people know how precious the gift of life is and how sweet our God is. Please consider helping us by your financial support as well as your prayers. Thank you so much. I'm Jill Taylor, and I look forward to seeing you next week on Choose Life Radio. The preceding program was sponsored by the Choose Life Radio Network of Canton, Ohio.